This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, February 19th, 2012. As seen in the HB, small but mighty acts of kindness. Okay, so I love that. Let's do 1-800-SMACK. Let's do it again. 1-800-SMACK. Wow, doesn't that feel good? Oh, yeah. Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we're two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are so glad that you're here this morning. This is a place where we seek to connect people with Jesus and the life that he offers. Um, Lori Brown, who's our pastor of spiritual formation, is preaching at a church up north, Chester Bethel. And so uh, I'm going to, in our opening prayer, I'm going to pray for her. We're very excited. She's bringing a solid message about Elijah and Elisha, which can't wait for her to deliver here um, when the time is right. And um, I'm also going to welcome Max Van Bentham and his fiance Aubrey. Great to see you. It's always great when you come home. Max was part of this church, went to the Naval Academy's Parents moved away to New Mexico, but he comes and just shows up here, and we're so happy to see you. Thank you for coming. So um, I'd like for, no, for us now to go to God in prayer. Almighty God, we want to thank you for bringing us here this morning. God, um, we do come with some heavy hearts thinking about the the pain that the people at Polytech are experiencing. Almighty God, surround those families who have lost loved ones. And God, use each one of us to be a vessel of hope at times when it just feels so dark. You've called us to be Jesus with skin on, and that's what we're talking about today. Mighty God, we thank you for bringing us together. We thank you for Pastor Lori as she shares your word with another congregation. Fill her with your Holy Spirit. And now open us up so that we might be changed and transformed by your love. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Acts of kindness. If you uh, look in the dictionary, you might find it says something like... um, Doing things that show sympathy or understanding for someone else. Uh, Doing something friendly or generous in nature. Uh, Actions that share a warm heart with those around you. The thing is, acts of kindness, um, it doesn't say anything about them having to be big or elaborate or expensive. They can be very small in nature. And yet, even though they are small, they can be very mighty. Thus, our uh, working title today, Small But Mighty, Acts of kindness. Alan and I have been talking about that this week and, and how this plays out in our lives. And um, I remember a small but mighty act of kindness that took place a long time ago. April 15th, 1981. I had just given birth to Aaron, our, our first child. And um, as a new mom, and after eight plus hours of, of hard work, Boy, was I exhausted. I was felt beat up in the midst of the joy and just um, could hardly hold my head up. 
Alan had gone home to get a shower, and um, in, in the dark of the night, my friend, her name was Judy, Judy had worked a 12-hour shift. We, were, we worked together in the ICU at Peninsula Regional Medical Center in Salisbury, Maryland, and after she finished her 12-hour shift, she came to my room, and I remember her so gently, like, wiping my face, wiping me down, changing my gown. I felt so lousy, and she helped me feel so loved that that day. And it was such a small and mighty act of kindness. Judy and I have lost touch, but I need to get a hold of her to let her know what a mark she's made on my life even 30 years later. When we say small, we, we don't mean that these things are unimportant or that they even necessarily require little effort. Sometimes they require some effort. Um, what we mean are there's things that they don't cost a lot necessarily financially. They don't they maybe don't take a lot of planning and preparation. They don't require special talents or gifts. We're talking about those acts of kindness that are, are mighty, not because of their size, but because of their importance in our lives. Um, like the time uh, when we were talking, I, I, I uh, thought of my mother passed away. We had a funeral service in Seaford because that's where we lived. But we also wanted to have a graveside service up in Wilmington because she spent a lot of her life in Newark and it was close by and and to have one there for the people who cared for her up in that area. And uh, while we were at the service, just, pre- just starting the service, we look up, and I was totally unexpected. My brother-in-law, Carrie's brother, Jeff, uh, who lived in Rochester, New York at the time, had driven down to join us. Now, Rochester is a seven-hour drive, and he was going to drive back. So that's a 14-hour drive. I asked him if he could stay, get a bite to eat. He couldn't. He, he was with us less than an hour. So he drove 14 to be with us less than an hour just to show how much he cared. And if he'd said to Jeff, boy, that was really big, he'd say, ah, that wasn't a big deal. That was small to him, but I'll tell you what, it was mighty to me, to us. It was huge, absolutely huge. I think most of us, probably all of us here, have uh, something that comes into our mind, a small but mighty act of kindness that, that we've experienced, that we've been a recipient of. They're so sweet. They're so unexpected. And it's a powerful way that God uses others in our lives to, to make a difference. And you know, at the time, we may not really get the difference until much, much later. Or in reflecting back, but the small and mighty act offered by someone could be something really small. It could be, uh, who knows, but we didn't expect it, and it sticks with us forever. You know, some people just seem to be wired for this. You know, you know who they are. You've been around them, right? They just, just seem to be tuned into these kind of acts of kindness. And, they can't help themselves. It's just part of their being. I, I, they're usually the people with a spiritual gift of, like, compassion or helps, you know, helping, being kind, being generous, being compassionate. It's just their being. Notice I say theirs because that, <laughs> that's not my gift. <laughs> I don't know if it's yours or not. But the thing is, you don't have to have that spiritual gift in order to do that. You don't have to have the spiritual gift to show kindness to other people. In fact, we're all called 
to show that kindness. If we, if we uh, listen to what Paul shares in his letter to the church at Colossus, here's what he says. Paul says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with, say the rest with me, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. I love this. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. But over all these virtues, what? Put on love. Put on love, which pulls all of that together in perfect unity. Now, even though Paul was writing to a church in Greece uh, some 2,000 years ago, uh, this applies to us today because we are God's chosen people. Jesus said, you didn't choose me, I chose you. And so we are chosen people, and as such, as, as, as Paul shares there, we are to clothe ourselves in compassion and notice in kindness. It's, it's supposed to wear it like it's a garment, like you put on pants, get up in the warm pants and uh, shirt, whatever you put on. Put on kindness. Make that part of what you wear throughout the day. Make it part of your being. We find another reference to this in Hebrews chapter 13. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. And so show hospitality, show kindness to strangers. The writer of Hebrews is referring back to a story that we find in the 18th chapter of Genesis, in which the Lord appears to uh, Abraham in the form of three strangers who stopped by his tent. Now, these are absolute strangers, and he didn't even realize it was the Lord, but Abraham hurries out to meet them, according to Scripture. He bows low to the ground, humbly welcoming them. He then has water brought so that they can wash their feet. He has his wife, Sarah, go and bake some fresh bread for them. And then he uh, carefully selects a calf from his herd and has one of his servants prepare the calf. In other words, he, he, he... really sets out a nice meal, a nice little feast for these three total strangers. Well, while they're enjoying the meal, they inquired as to where Sarah was. And keep in mind at this point, uh, they had been promised a child years before, years before, and hadn't come yet. They were still waiting. He tried it through uh, one of her servants, but that was a bust. So they're still waiting for this child that God promises. And so the the strangers inquire where Sarah is, and Abraham tells them that she's in the tent. Well, then the Lord told Abraham that he would be returning about the same time the following year, and that Abraham would have a son through Sarah. Wow. Without even realizing it, Abraham had shown hospitality. He thought it was to a stranger It was to God, to God, to God's angels without even knowing it. Abraham showed kindness to the Lord. We're called to show kindness 
even to those who we don't know, to the stranger as well. You know, when you look through Scripture, there over and over again, there are small but mighty acts of kindness. And of course, the one who is the master of that is Jesus, of course. Um, he did them all the time. Our challenge is this, though. What he did doesn't seem small to us. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, uh, feeding five, ten thousand 10,000 people with a couple of loaves and fishes is more than just a notion. Amen? Yeah. Uh, uh, bringing a guy uh, sight who was blind, that's a pretty big deal, don't you think? Would be for us. For Jesus, it's kind of kind of the small stuff because he does that every day, doesn't he? That's his... That's part of who he is, his miraculous nature there. The thing about it, though, was big or small, he was, these things just let us know that he was tuned in. He was aware of those around us. He, he, he was kind to them. He, he met their needs in a very real and personal way as he connected with the people uh, that he was in contact with. A great example of what Alan's talking about, we find at the beginning of Jesus's ministry in John chapter two, the reference is here for you to look at another time, but it's the story of when Jesus and his mother went to a wedding. And what happened was that they ran out of wine. So Jesus had them fill up six, six jars, six large stone jars with water. And they filled them to the brim. What was water turned into wine miraculously through Christ. And in fact, it's told in Scripture that it's better wine than what was in there before. I love this story. And it's not because, hey, that's my kind of Jesus, you know, a party buddy, you know. You know, he's the guy I want to go to the wedding to just in case. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's not... The reason I love the story, I think that's why some people do, <clears throat> but that's not my reason. The reason I love this story is this. is because Jesus is in kind of like an everyday setting here. He's not doing ministry, so to speak, if you know what I mean. He's kind of relaxing at the wedding. In fact, when his mom says, hey, uh, Jesus, they ran out of wine, he says, so what's that got to do with me? It's not my time yet. She's, and then she says, just, just do what he says. She knows, she, she knows he's going to, you know, she's his mom. Come on. She tells the servants to do what he says. And he told them to fill the water up. The thing that's cool about this story is this. It's just an absolute act of kindness. See, in that day and time, it would have been a major, absolute major faux pas for the host of that wedding, the, the bridegroom in this case, to have run out of wine. That, that would have just absolutely destroyed him. It would have been absolutely horrible. And so this is Jesus, what other part of his first miracle. And what it shows us is that he cares about us even at this level. Even when we're going to be publicly humiliated over something, he cares enough that he's going to help make things right, help us get through that. Um, and that's his nature. Now, like I say, for you and me, this isn't a small thing, change the water to wine, but for Jesus, that's, that's part of his miraculous nature. What what this makes this so mighty is that bridegroom that day was not totally humiliated like he could have been in front of his family and friends. Jesus cared about him. He did what was necessary to let him know that he cared and to keep him um, not looking bad in front of his family and friends. So what does kindness look like in our lives? You know, in the Bible there... 
we're not given this specific list, but we're, we are given a picture of it. Um, we do a lot of reading and a lot of, a lot of studying. We came across this guy named Steve Shogren through um, some books that he's written. Steve Shogren's the pastor, one of the pastors of a vineyard church. Steve Shogren has built his whole ministry upon acts of kindness. He says that small things done with great love can change the world. He calls it servant evangelism, and he has a website that's named that. He encourages people. He encourages us to say the last line with me, share God's love in a practical way. Have we heard that before around here? Absolutely. Yeah, you've probably heard it because we've taken to heart a lot of what Steve Shogren talks about, what he's written about. Um, that's, that's why we participate in the Peach Festival the way we do. We, we share God's love. We try to share God's love in practical ways, like giving away free popcorn, free snow cones, free water. We, we have... I just love the inflatables we had this year, this uh, obstacle course outside, obstacle course inside, you know. We had games for the kids. We had a cool, really cool thing for the adults, literally. I mean, it was air-conditioned. They got to come in while there were kids were to take a little, uh, get out of the heat for a little while to sit down while the kids were going crazy on the inflatables, you know. That's why we have absolutely free uh, uh, car washes. And while, while you're getting your car washed, we give you a hot dog and a Coke. We've done that in the past. We have absolutely free. This is kind of, seems kind of strange. We call it a garage sale, but it's not a sale because it's absolutely free. We have absolutely uh, free uh, coat giveaways. We have absolutely free pancake breakfast. That's why we give away, we've given away hot chocolate at parades and football games. We've given Tootsie Pops to people as they were going into the football game a few years ago. See, here's the thing. Here's what this is all about. Why do we do all this stuff? Well, it's real simple. God gives his love away for free. Amen? All free. You can't buy it, you can't earn it. It's free. No strings attached. People are used to having strings with free stuff, right? Oh, it's free, but free. And we're trying to let people... Uh, there are some things, no strings attached, like God's love, and we try to share that love in practical ways. No strings attached. So we'd like you to look inside your program and pull out this sheet that says 50 small but mighty acts of kindness. There are 50 things listed. This is just to get the creative juices flowing for you. They're all designed to do either individually or with a friend or even your small group. For instance, say you're at the Acme and um, you see someone who might need a little bit of help getting across the parking lot. How about helping that man or that woman or that mom with a caboodle of kids. You know, how about helping them get to their car? You know, in a non-threatening way, in a kind way. Yeah. <laughs> Might be a little scary at first, but, you know, approach it carefully. How about, you know, it's, it's pouring rain and you offer an umbrella to someone to keep them dry. How about shoveling somebody's walk? Let's hope we don't have to do that this year, though, anymore. Doesn't cost any money to send a caring email to someone. You could, um, with your small group, go to the local nursing home. We had one small group do that 
uh, this past week, we had another small group go to the Ronald McDonald House. As small groups, we need, it's important for us to serve together through small but mighty acts of kindness. This is just kind of a launching point. We hope that that you'll take this really seriously and share this is part of the DNA of Connection Church. If you want to serve on on the, the team that does this, that you know, praise about what we're going to do. Barry McDonald, stand up. You're over here. That's Barry. Barry's in charge of the small and mighty acts of kindness for Connection Church, our outreach team leader. But it's not up to Barry to do everything. Thank you, Barry. It's up to each one of us as individuals, as small groups, to put on Christ, to put on love, and to share that with others. That's really something how long these things will stick with you. Last service... Carrie was talking, and she used an example of, like, find somebody a pe- to buy a pizza or something. And it clicked with me. And it took me back, we won't say how many years, but... Um, we will, because I'm proud of it. Almost 40. Yeah. Almost 40 years. We were in pa- I was really young. <laughs> so we went at Pappy's Pizza up in Newark there, <clears throat> and... Um, came time to pay the bill and it had already been paid a guy i worked with at an appliance store uh this one of the salesmen i and we weren't that close i mean we weren't like big buddies or anything ron woods his name and we were just at the beginning of our dating stage i think probably so probably so wasn't that cute (laughs) see i now i don't even remember the example because i I wasn't gonna pay anyway so that's how come he remembers that's true um, but so it was a real blessing to me because I was a struggling college student. And uh, so Ron Woods, as I remember his name, I thought about him for probably 10 years, 15. And, you know, he just, boom, just did something nice. And you remember. So here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. Before next Sunday, it gives you seven days if you get started today. Do a small but mighty act of kindness for somebody. An act of kindness... That's out of the ordinary, you know, <clears throat> don't, you know, oh, I always take my wife a cup of coffee. That doesn't count if that's the norm. But don't stop. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Alan. I had to get my own coffee this week. Thanks to you. Now, don't be stopping those things now. But this is like a bonus plan, all right? Um, uh, not part of your regular routine at this point. Act of kindness that the person is, like, not expecting. I'm not expect- especially, you know, it's especially powerful if it's somebody you don't know. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. Especially powerful if it's somebody you don't know. Um, and uh, perhaps someone who is far from God. Far from God. Uh, it gives them a glimpse of the kind of love God has in store for them. Yeah. Now, um, uh, with that in mind, uh, uh, you might even say to somebody, unless it's totally anonymous that you do it, but if you're in contact with a person, you might want to just say, and we often do here as we give away things, you say, we're just trying to share love's, God's love in a practical way. In fact, on your way out, we give you a little card. This is our simple way of saying that God loves you, and so do we. So if you do something nice, you can just hand that to the person. It just happens to have our name and our times of worship on the back. <laughs> no strings attached. But... Uh, and just let them know that God loves them. Because that's the whole point of this, isn't it? To let them know that God loves them. And you know what? This is going to be cool. Because we're, we're putting out the challenge to each and every one of you here. Every single person here in the next week. 
an act of kindness. And, you know, this is just going to be one of the greatest weeks in the history of Connection Church with everybody, first, second service, and now this service, going out and doing, trying to say, okay, what can I do? Where can I hook up with somebody this week? This is going to be absolutely awesome. What we want you to do, too, is after you've done it, let us know. We have a, a right into uh, kindness at connectioncc.org. guess we should have had smack at connectioncc.org. But. We were going to do that, but we were afraid you might SMAC. You know, so we're going to keep it easy. Kindness at connectioncc.org. And write it in. Tell us, just tell us what happened. Tell us what you did. So if, 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 there, you know, if you had a conversation with a person or if it was a not, you know, just give us the story. We'd love to see all the stories. You know, we'd love to have it so that we can't keep up with the stories this week. That would be just absolutely awesome. I hope it's going to come directly to my inbox. I hope my inbox is so jam-packed. It's like, Alan, I have 100 emails today. Alan, here's another 200. Do you know how exciting that would be to know that you're all putting on Christ, putting on love, and sharing God's love in a practical way? Incredible. Incredible. Okay, so something to keep in mind. One act of kindness is the minimum. You can do more. You can do more than one this week. Please be our guest. There's no penalty. And it's not just this week. It's not from today until Saturday and up. We're going to cut everybody off. That is not what we're talking about because DNA, that's who we are as Connection Church to share God's love in a practical way because God loves us. God loves us, no strings attached. God loved us so much that he went all the way to the cross for you and for me so that we could even be here today. It's God's loving kindness that woke us up this morning. It's God's loving kindness that gives us the breath that we, everybody take a breath. Okay, that's God's loving kindness that we can breathe in and live today and have another shot at this life. It's God's loving kindness that takes us to these places where, where it seems so dark and so hopeless. And we watch this sadness around us. And it's God's loving kindness that uses you and me to be a vessel of his love. It's God's loving kindness that gives us peace when everything around us is anything but peaceful and joy in the midst of all of our circumstances. We are called, those of us who claim Christ, we are called to reflect Jesus, to put Jesus on, clothe ourselves in love, and to make a difference. And those of us in this room who aren't, aren't quite sure where we are with Jesus, we want you to pray about that too. And don't waste another minute kind of spinning your wheels. It's not going to get any better. Doing it your way. But it's awesome when we take Christ in, breathe him in and say, okay, you're the leader of my life. I claim you. Lead me every step of the way, even when it's hard. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to be a light for you. Can you imagine, can you imagine after we take 8, 30, 9, 45, 11 o'clock, if all of you, whether you're in school, whether you're, you know, hanging out with your friends, whether you're in the workplace, whether you're, at, whether you're at home, whatever, if all of us, I don't know what our attendance today is, pretty good, pretty good, and if each of us just do one thing, 
Wow. How about if each of us did two things? The wow. double wow. The double wow. <laughs> That's what we're about. To reflect and to share the love that Christ has for us. It's too good to keep to ourselves. And so to share that by doing small but mighty acts of kindness. It starts with us, doesn't it? Let's go live it. Amen? Let's pray. God, we do thank you for waking us up this morning. That is your kindness and your compassion. That you've allowed us to be here today. That's grace. Your unmerited love. Well, we don't, we don't have to do anything but to receive it. It is a gift. It's free, but not cheap. You gave your life so that we could be free from all those things that bind us up, that imprison us, that we don't have to live separated from you. God, help us be you with skin on and share with those who we meet small and mighty acts of kindness. And God, I just can't wait to see in the name of Christ what this church is capable of. We thank you for this day and all days. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.